Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. song from David Bowie. There's a reason why I chose this song. Why is that? Because I was just cruising to see if Shawn Mendes released any other songs from his new album that's uh, supposed to come out tomorrow. Uh-huh. And uh, I came across a playlist that Shawn Mendes or his people put together. Oh. And it's a playlist. It's literally, they've written here, wondering what Shawn was listening to while writing his new album. He shared his inspirations below. Check back tomorrow for Wonder, the enhanced album. Oh, that's so, pretty cool. So he was listening to some David Bowie. He's sort of all over the place here. Okay. Like he was listening to the Beach Boys. It's a pretty epic song. God only knows. You know this one, Bundes? I'm not very familiar with really? this Really? You might. He's I mean, joking. This, this seems like it's out of every movie. You know this oh, song? Yeah, of course. Yeah. You see like a yeah. beautiful woman back yeah. in high school. <laughs> so, I mean, Beach Boys. He's got David Bowie on here. He's got Chance the Rapper. I was too late. I was too late. A shadow of what I was was. Because we don't do the same drugs no more. Sean Mendes also put John Mayer. What? Gravity. Oh, this great song. Oh, I'll never know what makes this man. I love John Mayer. I miss this music from him because he kind of went on that uh, John Mayer trio tangent. Where he got into jazz. Blues and jazz and guitar. But let me tell you something. He's so talented, it's insane. Yeah, you, must, you must realize his talent, Bundus, like on the guitar. Oh, yeah. John Mayer's a, an amazing guitar player. Amazing. But I found, like, his cutesy voice got a little annoying for a while there. Really? But I kind of feel like he broke out of it a bit and got a, toned it down a little. You find it too cutesy? Well, there was a while. Yeah, I, I prefer just listening to John Mayer play the guitar. I don't want to listen to him sing. Really? He's got a great voice. I know, but it's just a little too... Uh, Cutesy. It's a little too crooning for females. Cutesy. You know, it doesn't feel yeah, like, it's like he's jo- to me. Jack Johnson uh, style. He reminds me uh, a little bit of the Dave Matthews band. I don't like. Oh, shame the, the, on you! The tone of his voice. What's what? Shame. <laughs> Get I'm over a much it. Much bigger Dave Matthews band than I am. Fan, than I am a. Just because you're fan. jealous that he's so. Hot. Yeah, he's a pretty hot guy. I just remember seeing him live and thinking, man, he turned some of those cutesy songs into 12-minute jam sessions mm-hmm. and how good he was at the guitar. Mm-hmm. People say that about um, uh, Adam Levine from Maroon 5. Oh, yeah? That he's an epic guitar player. Ah. 
and that you kind of have to see him live to appreciate it because most of his songs, they don't give him a chance to stretch his guitar wings. I don't know. I watched that Super Bowl performance the other year and yeah. uh, it was probably one of the weaker ones yeah, I've I don't, ever seen. I don't even remember it. Because <laughs> yeah. it was pretty bad. It was bad, eh? Yeah. You know what? I, I hate to say it. I don't have super high expectations from the weekend. From this for this year's really? Super Bowl performance, or I, I guess next year's Super Bowl performance, technically, I think he's gonna blow us away nah. just to spite the Grammys because they, you know, totally snubbed him. So I think he's gonna put on a show that will make the Grammys wish they had booked him to perform. Mm-hmm. I hope you're right because I like his music a lot. I just uh, I've seen him live before, and uh, it was just it was okay. It wasn't like a I holy was... cat. Wasn't like you know I went into John Mayer's show with low expectations. He elevated um, them big time, or elevated his stature within you know my pre- or whatever. He I impressed know that me. show you were at though for the weekend, and I think that was a different kind of show. No, because it was like multiple bands playing. Um, uh, oh no, I was referring to the concert. It was a small venue and Oh, I he, saw him there too. I think yeah. he was brought in for like five songs is all he agreed to do. And I I think that's a different kind of thing than if you go see him on tour on a, on a, on something that he's set up for the road. Yeah, but to me, I could see like I'll give you an example, Lady Gaga. Mm. I've seen Lady Gaga on a big stage and I've seen her just on a piano in a smaller theater. Mm-hmm. And equally as mind blowing, even if there isn't stuff happening. Yeah. When I saw, uh, I actually preferred the weekend in a smaller room doing less on stage than when I saw him at the ACC oh, doing really? a big thing. Yeah, yeah. I just, don't get me wrong, he's super talented. Uh, I just don't know if he's going to be like a Super Bowl type of performer to wow mm. people like a Bruno Mars. Mm. You know, you can speak highly of, uh, I've seen some great Coldplay shows. Mm-hmm. I didn't think their Super Bowl performance was great by any means. Yeah, that's true. So, it's, so is it the stadium setting that you're worried about? I that just he's just going to get lost in this huge stadium? I just don't know if he'll show well in that environment, mm. and it'll depend on how they put the songs together, if he's really singing or if it's clearly lip syncing, which is how I felt uh, about his performance at the American Music Awards, where it was 85% backing track, 15% him. Mm-hmm. That makes a difference to me. Yeah. If I hear someone actually singing, I'd rather hear someone sing poorly live than uh, sing to a backing track well. Huh. It's a tough tough uh you're a tough audience well it is it's a tough gig (laughs) but it's a tough gig because uh the sound is notoriously not great in stadiums yeah uh welcome to another podcast we thought we'd do something that we've never really done before which is we're gonna dive deep into a bit that we do on our radio show uh which happens uh monday to friday tucker Mm -hmm. and maura and uh, we do a, something every now and then called Battle of the Exes, where people trade off stories about an idiot ex they've had. Yeah. Often, we have to contain ourselves from asking too many questions. Otherwise, the bit will be too long. Yeah. You know, we got to make sure it's uh, started and finished within about eight minutes. But uh, we often have follow-up questions. So mm-hmm. what we thought we would do is uh, earlier today, we had two women competing against each other. And I know we all had follow-up questions. Mm-hmm. So after we finished... We kind of kept them on, and then we asked all those questions we wanted to, uh, you know, 
get deep into. We dove deeper, yes. So with that in mind, <laughs> um, the nice thing about the podcast is we can go as long as we want with something. Mm-hmm. So we bring you the podcast edition of Battle of the Exes. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Olivia and Sarah are competing to see who's got the worst X in this battle of the X's. <laughs> and Olivia, you get the first move. What happened? All right. Uh, they're both pretty equally bad, uh, but we'll go with the slightly less bad, I suppose. Uh, so we were out to dinner with some friends, uh, and he was already in a bad mood because apparently he had lost some money on the stock market. So starting off, not on a great foot. Uh, and we both got, I think I got one drink and he had two beers. So, you know, about the same on that one. My drink was a little bit more expensive. Uh, and then when it was a great Italian restaurant. So when dessert came around, I was like, gotta get a cannoli. So I got a cannoli. Gotta get a cannoli. You, you sound like Maura. <laughs> I dessert. Yeah. You know, um, and the bill comes around, you know, it was a little bit more of an expensive dinner, but we hadn't been out in a while. So whatever we split it 50, 50, we get back to the car and, uh, I took a little bit longer to get there. I'm talking to my friends. They invite us over afterwards. Um, I say, yes. So we're heading on planning on heading over there. Uh, I try and get into the car and I realize that the door is locked. And so I kind of tap on the window and I'm like, oh, like you didn't unlock my door <laughs> and he's not opening it. He's not opening it. <laughs> Finally rolls down the window and he goes, uh, yeah, you got dessert. So you owe me another $20. Uh, <laughs> oh. What? Like, what? He's like, yeah, you're not getting in this car unless you give me a $20 bill. And I'm like, okay, like this is kind of ridiculous. So we kind of get in a little bit of a fight back and forth about it. Our friends pull around and they see that I'm still standing outside the car. And they're like, why are you still standing outside the car? Um, and they had something of ours. So this is how I got in the back seat. So I get in the back seat because I get to put the stuff in the back seat. And then he tells me that I'm not, I don't deserve to sit in the front seat unless I give him $20. Oh, oh my God. Conversation. And, uh, yeah, he just, he's like yelling and screaming that I got a dessert and I got a drink that was $13 and he only got two beers that were 12. <laughs> how, <laughs> long, how long had you been with this guy at this point? Uh, five and a half years. What? Yeah. That's insane. I know. So he tells me I can take an Uber if I'd like, uh, or I can get out of his car. Uh, so finally in anger, I like throw him 20 bucks, but I still did not deserve to sit in the front seat. So I, uh, sat in the back like a child. Wow. Yeah. But how good was that cannoli? Pretty good. Totally worth it. (laughs) Worth 20 bucks. (laughs) That's a, that's a crazy story. That's crazy. Yep. How much money do you think he lost in the stock market that day for him to become super cheap like that? You know what? The thing is that they fluctuate so much. Yeah. Like I guarantee you he made it back the next day. Yeah, so. exactly. Okay. I don't even know. Yeah. Wow. Definitely an X for a reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's go to Sarah now. And Sarah, your, for- Sarah, your first move. Okay, so I started at a new job a few years ago, and within a couple months of being there, I met this guy. 
who is obviously one of my coworkers at the same time, but he seemed really sweet, like a great guy. Uh, we started talking. We started dating. I knew that he had a son from a previous relationship and that he lived up in Barrie. So Monday to Friday, things would be great. I'd see him all the time at work. It was awesome. And then on the weekends, he just wouldn't respond to me at all. Not a text message, wouldn't reply to a phone call, nothing. So I thought at first, like, oh, that's really sweet. He's got his son on the weekends. Like, he's just devoting his time to his kids. That's so awesome. After about six months, I start to seriously get suspicious. And just around the time I'm getting suspicious, I get a phone call from a random phone number that I wouldn't normally answer, but it showed a Barry phone number. Oh, that's got to be him, right? Right? (laughs) That's him. He's calling from a different line. (laughs) So I answer the call. And it's his ex, the mother of his child, who felt the need to tell me that he hadn't been honest with me and that they still live together. Oh, my God. They weren't a couple, but they still live together. And they had their reasons for leaving their living situation like that. And he had been essentially lying to me for six months about it. Oh, yeah. Well, at least he wasn't still in the relationship. Yeah. But weird that, like, why wouldn't they talk about that? You know, why why would... Some people make that work. Yeah, and that can be understandable, especially when there's a kid involved. Yeah. 100%. And that would have been a conversation that I would have been okay with. I'm not insecure about that stuff. And that would have been totally fine with me. Mm. But the lying, oh, that takes it to the next level. Totally. Yeah. Well, secret ex-wife living with him. Yeah. (laughs) Olivia, what is your second move? All right. So uh, a few years ago, I was going on a big graduation trip. I had just graduated university uh, with one of my best friends, and I was going to Thailand for a month. Uh, So pretty big trip. Uh, I was pretty excited. And uh, to start off the story already, my ex refused to drive me to the airport because he had to play beer league hockey. And so he wouldn't drive us, so my friend's boyfriend drove us instead. I was obviously pretty bitter about it, so about, I'd say, like, the first week we're there, we're talking. I'm so upset about it. We kind of get in a little bit of a fight about it. Um, I mentioned how even my friends were kind of thinking, like, what the hell? Like, she's going away for a month, and we'd been dating for three years at this point. You can't even, like, drive her to the airport or at least, like, see me off before I leave just for, like, a was big game. Not playoffs? Even a like, was it playoffs? Nope. <laughs> Is it a big game? Was no. Wayne Gretzky going to show up and put his <laughs> skates on? Or? God, I hope so. No. Nope, just a just a beer league pickup hockey type thing. Yeah, um, yeah. So again, the cheapness because he paid like twenty dollars or something per game. So you know that twenty dollars coming in again. Um, so I've been there for about uh, a week at this point. We get in a fight where I'm just so upset. He uh, stops talking to me and blocks me at this point. Oh like, god! I can't even respond to him. We go down to the beach. My friends are like, you know what? Forget about it. It's not a big deal. You're in Thailand. Like, yeah. Trip of your life, yeah. right? Oh, wait, wait, wait for this part. So, yeah. So we're on the beach. Beautiful, like picturesque. We've got like drinks in our hands. I get an email from him. No subject. I'm like, okay, this is kind of weird. Nothing written in it. Nothing at all. Just from him. It's got a Google Doc attached that says from me to you. Oh, God. 
I opened this Google Doc and it's just this basically just this long letter about why we have to break up because we're not meant to be together. And he's sorry that he's doing this on my trip, but he just couldn't wait until I got back. Oh. Remember, we've been dating for three years at this point. Uh, he says, you know, do what you need to do if you want to do something with somebody else, like whatever. But like, we're done. This is over. So breaks up with me in a Google Doc while I am in Thailand. Jeez. <laughs> Wow. I think Bundes can kind of appreciate that move, but... Uh, it's pretty impressive, man. Google Doc? It's pretty impressive. I wonder if it was just like a standard breakup letter he had pre-written yeah. for any relationship. Just send the Google Doc. There you go. Filled in, filled in my name. Right. Was any part of you like, well, at least, you know, I can now fully explore all aspects of the, you know, trip and yeah, hook up with other people? That's very true. That's very true. So um, I can't get a hold of him because at this point he has blocked me on everything. So every form of social media, I cannot even be like, what's going on? So fun. And we're like a nine hour to 12 hour. I can't remember exactly. Like quite a large time difference. Yeah. Finally, about two days later, I get a hold of him through my friend's phone um, after trying to call him and call him. So I FaceTime him and he picks up and he's like smiling, like acting like everything's fine. And I'm like, (sighs) Uh, wait, did you not just break up with me via Google Doc like two days ago? He's like, oh, you should have just known. Like, I wasn't serious. Oh, backpedal. Oh, that's like, even you know worse. You know how we are. Like, that was I wasn't serious. Like, we're fine. Uh, have, have a good trip. We'll see you when you get back. So, Please yeah, tell me you dumped that. him after that. No, I dated him for three more years. Damn it! We've all been there. Yeah. You know, you stay in a relationship you should have got out of way sooner. Yeah, well, I'm out of it now. <laughs> okay, thank God. Okay, Sarah, your second and final move. Okay, so as our relationship progressed, we ended up moving in together. We're renting a condo, and we had been talking about some goals that we wanted for our life and things like that. So we decided that we were going to start saving to buy a house. We went to the bank, we got a mortgage pre-approval, and I'm so happy we were smart about it in this aspect. Is We both made the exact same amount of money, mm-hmm. and so we did the pre-approval under just one income. And so that was to ensure that we weren't going to get ourselves in over our heads. Yeah. So we do it under one income, we get our pre-approval, we start looking around at what we can afford and saving money. We have money saved, so I think I have my half saved. Uh, we find a house we love. We put in an offer, it turns into a bidding war, it goes back and forth all night, which is such a stressful process. Yeah. And then we ended up winning the house. And I I was so happy. I was crying. I was ecstatic. Like, this was such a big goal that I wanted to accomplish in our life. Mm-hmm. And so we pay the deposit. Everything's great. Uh, we're packing up our condo. It's about three weeks before we need to close on the property. And now we're kind of getting in touch with the lawyer and trying to get all of our ducks in a row. He then has to have a conversation with me and tell me that he had been lying to me the entire time and that he didn't even have like a dollar saved oh. to contribute to the down payment. Oh, no. And now your offer, yeah, like you got your offer and you got to buy this house or they could sue you. Or, yeah, or lose. I mean, best case scenario, we were going to lose my deposit, which was $10,000. Oh, my God. Best case scenario, right? So I scrambled. I was not going to let him ruin this for me. I scrambled. I worked every overtime shift I could. And 
at the very last second, I was able to make this work. Oh, my God. The down payment and to close on the house. That was basically his eviction notice at that point. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, that was it for me. He could have ruined you for a while, right? Like A long time. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been so mad at a person in my life. And I mean, mad to the point that there were no words. I couldn't even speak to him. (laughs) Again, if he had just said, I'd love to buy a house with you, but I don't have any money, probably would have been fine, right? If he was just honest about it. Well, it would have been a very different conversation, you know. And like I said, we both made the same amount of money. So regardless, we could have made this work. But again, the the dishonesty came into play and Mm -hmm. made the situation a hundred times worse. Do you remember what he was spending the money on? I mean, if you guys are spending a lot of time with each other, did you see him making like big purchases? No, and that's the thing I didn't understand. We didn't share finances. But we worked together. We made the same amount of money. I knew he paid his child support, so that's understandable. But the rest of his money, I, honest to God, to this day, have no idea where it was going. Mm. Because I bought everything that was in our condo, all the furniture, everything. I mean, he would buy groceries and pay a little bit of the rent, but that wasn't even split (laughs) 50-50. Wow. So I really have no clue where it all went. Sarah and Olivia, you've done your job. You've laid it out there. We got Olivia uh, wasn't allowed back in the car until she coughed up the 20 bucks for deserted dinner. <laughs> then he proceeded to fake break up with her while she was in Thailand. Sarah's ex had a secret ex-wife he was living with in Barry, <laughs> and then uh, lied about having enough money to buy a house after they bought the house. <laughs> Jeez. I don't know who's going to win this morning, guys, but great stories. We're going to have to do a little uh, Votsky here. Okay, Votsky. All right. I, honestly, you guys did such a great job. <laughs> um, we got Olivia, the, uh, the Thailand. We got the secret ex-wife up in Barry. We got... Uh, all right, well, here we go. Guys... It was not unanimous, Mm -hmm. but we have a majority and our winner of this battle of the exes. Keep in mind, everybody gets something, but it's going to go to Olivia this morning. Oh, thank you. Olivia and Sarah, thank you so much for sharing your stories. They were great and awful at the same time. (laughs) Like you said, this is why they're exes for a reason. Yes. 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 It's very therapeutic to tell these stories and know that you're done with that chapter, right? Exactly. Absolutely. And at this point, it's almost comical. I find entertainment in it. Exactly. So, uh, Olivia, when when this dude, like, breaks up with you with the Google Doc, and then a couple days later says he was just kidding, what's the rest of that trip like? Uh, I had a really great time with uh, some some people from Australia. So you know what? It worked out for me. There yeah. you go. There you, you took go. some liberties. Love that. I did. I, you know, he said, do what you need to do. And I did what I needed to do. <laughs> you were on a break. <gasps> you were technically exactly. on a break. And, and you had we the Google Doc break. to prove it. Exactly. And uh, who can resist an Australian accent? No I mean, one. No one. Okay, okay but so like, no one. When you come back, right, and he's all like, "Oh, I was just kidding." Da 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 da. He never brings up the fact of like you know you hanging out with the Australian guys. He's never curious like and like, like what happened how, while you were how, away. Like, like how did that oh, like yeah, go? That, 
that was a whole other that's a, that's for another time okay <laughs> and like how do you we go three to- more years with this dude after oh god i don't know i don't know but uh yeah I finally this september i was like you know what this is this is done. I took my dog and I live happily alone now. There Listen, you go. This, this is just a couple of months ago. This is fresh. Oh, wow. Yeah. So what was the straw yeah. that broke the camel's back then? Well, like, was there a final? Um, oh, that's a, <laughs> for my birthday. I got socks, deodorant, hand sanitizer, and a Starbucks <laughs> gift card. <laughs> this is the Friday Night Lady. This is, <laughs> this is, this is, these are all the suggestions <laughs> that Bun has got for gifts to give to his casual girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to make sure it wasn't personal. Socks, <laughs> hand sanitizer, Starbucks gift card, and what? Yeah. Deodorant. Uh, and deodorant. Deodorant, yeah. Apparently, I need to work on my hygiene. <laughs> Shoppers Drug Mart. So yeah. I I'm getting a gift card because clearly I need these things. <laughs> now I can buy them for myself. Yeah. And Sarah, was this guy that you were, um, that it, was it the same guy in both stories? It was. It was the same one, yeah. Okay, so did you ever build a relationship with his ex-wife? Like, did you guys get past that point? Uh, I never built a relationship with her. I appreciated her honesty and we were cordial and stuff, mm. but... I wouldn't say we had any type of a, a relationship. I, I do my best to kind of just, well, I did my best to just kind of stay out of that situation. I got yeah. the mess between the two of them, and it wasn't really my mess to sort out. <laughs> you should, I, it would be great. You could probably go have a coffee with her and then share stories, and you'd probably be like, yeah, right? <laughs> we could honestly probably be really good friends. Yeah. yeah. It sounds <laughs> like he is a pathological liar, and I'm sure she's got her own share of stories. Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. Well, surprise. We have him on the other line, Sarah. <laughs> uh, we're going to get to that. Wouldn't that be just like the greatest in a way, but the, ter- the worst? The worst. It would be the, the worst. worst. The Honestly, worst. I would be okay with it. He would be the one squirming. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No kidding. Yep. You had to ride in the back seat. Now, do your friends see that? Um, well, when we got to their house, they were like, why did you take so long? Because we sat in this parking lot, no lie, for like probably 20 minutes to half an hour. Yeah. You were having a fight. Um, yes. Well, I, you know, what's actually another reason why I did finally end it was I remember in that moment thinking this is really messed up. Like I should um, film this. So I started recording. And then I, the one time I was like, what is this video? That's just nothing on my phone. And I went to go delete it and I listened to it. And I was like, oh my God, I got to be done with this guy. Like this. It just brought you back to that moment, and it was like the, oh, yeah, it's almost like you're a fly on the wall in your own life. Yeah, Yeah. that's really smart. I I know, and it's so easy to say, why didn't you just break up with him? But as everybody knows who's been in some sort of complicated relationship is that relationships are very complex. Mm -hmm. You know? And you don't walk away oftentimes when you're getting all of those red flags. I've done it too, 100%. Exactly. So there you go. A deep dive into a much longer extended version of Battle of the Exes. And uh, once again, our thanks to Olivia and Sarah for sharing their stories. Mm-hmm. By the way, this is another song from that Sean Mendez song she was listening to while working on the new album, which is out in a day. Such a great tune. Yeah, you're you an love Oasis fan? Love the Oasis fans. It's probably my favorite rock and roll band of the 90s. Probably the last great rock and roll, true rock and roll band. Because there's a difference between rock and rock and roll. Don't forget it. Oh, <laughs> really? Oh, Go, how's that enlighten work? us. 
Yeah. If you want to be a rock, in rock and roll, the role is more important than the rock. So just because you're playing guitars with the distortion pedals, it doesn't make it rock and roll. You need the swagger and the attitude to go along with the music mm-hmm. and like the thematic vibe of what your songs are about. Gotcha, gotcha. Like the Rolling Stones, that's a rock and roll band. Right. Yeah. Voices, that's a rock and roll band. Nickelback is a rock band. They're not a rock and roll band. Oh! Holy crap! I like Nickelback, but it's not rock and roll. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I see what you're saying. And also, it helps that the two brothers hated each other in this band, and there was that animosity oh, yeah. and that, yeah. No, that goes, yeah, that's perfect yeah. for rock and roll. Yeah. Well, thanks for checking out the podcast. And thank you guys so much for posting. If we came up in your Spotify playlist as one of your favorite podcasts, that's like blowing my mind. Thank you for uh, yeah. tagging us on Instagram at Maura Grierson, at Radio underscore Tucker, and at Chris Bundis. Nobody knows.